probably 99% of all LinkedIn profiles of business owners are reading like a CV or a resume. So they are addressed to a potential recruiter rather than being addressed to a potential client. That is Sarah Santacorce. It's not every day I got to pronounce an Italian last name. You will know why she has that sassy last name in the interview later on. More importantly, she's an internationally recognized LinkedIn specialist and online presence mentor help business owners convert their presence online into paying customers. She's also the creative brand behind the LinkedIn Challenge, an event that has helped over 1,800 people so far to improve their knowledge about using LinkedIn for business. She lives and works in beautiful Switzerland, just like I do, and have helped hundreds of clients from all over the world breathe life into their LinkedIn profiles, put together a strategy for their online presence, generate leads by using LinkedIn and social serving strategies. In this episode, Power Pack for You, we will show you the three reasons why you should consider linking for your business. What you should know about the sales cycle of linking platform. Why you should take the conversation off the linking platform. The biggest common mistakes of your linking profile. And what you can do to enhance your linking profile for your prospects. Then the difference between the free and the premium accounts of LinkedIn. All coming up for you at Godly MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition Podcast, episode 037. Welcome to the Godly MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition. This is the only podcast that will share and teach actionable and biblical marketing strategies to empower you, the value-based business owners and Christian entrepreneurs. Learn to communicate your message effectively in this noisy world so you can finally earn more, serve more, and give more. Now, here is your host, Kelly Botter. Hello, Kelly here. Welcome to Godly MBA Podcast. Thank you for being here. I know you have many choices. My team and I are super honored that you give us your precious time. If this is your first time here, please do make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any Power Pack episode. And your reviews on iTunes serves as a fresh dose of encouragement to me and my team. We will really appreciate it. As I mentioned in the episode 035, when I interviewed Jeff, in 2018's business landscape, you need to focus on distribution channels more than discovery channels, meaning those channels when you people type into the search box, they should be able to find you. Linking is one of those channels. And I got to say, this quote-unquote dinosaur of social media platform seems to awake more and more in today's modern business world in the right direction. Personally, I have been approached for business opportunities 
quite often recently in a very different styles compared to other social media platforms. I know it works for many other leaders in the field too. So I invited Sarah to the show and teach us the house. Now, let's check with Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kelly. How are you today? Good. You know, if people see us, I mean, for the people listen to iTunes, they don't see us, but when people see us, I'm sure they'll be laughing because we both all bundle up like a polar bear. <laughs> That's right. Yes. It's still February in Switzerland, so pretty cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Sarah, that, uh, well, in the intro, I, uh, introduce you to the audience that they know that, well, you are surely a linking expert, but people are always more interesting that, you know, that you say yourself that your journey so far and uh, would you please share with us? Yeah, thank you for that opportunity to share. So first of all, when I say that I'm Swiss, people kind of go, hmm, you don't sound Swiss. And so then I have to explain, you know, how come the the, the English accent and, and, uh, and so on. So my story is a bit complicated. I have a Canadian husband who, as my last name kind of shows, is not really Canadian, but he, he emigrated or his parents emigrated from Italy to Canada. So let's say I have an Italian slash Canadian husband. And um, so that's where I first learned my English because in Switzerland, well, we learn English at school, but it's, you know, we just kind of have school English. And so that's where I uh, have my English from. And then we also lived four years in California from 2006 to 2010. And that's kind of where I started my business. It was in the middle of the social media boom and everything kind of started there. And we moved the whole house, two kids, baby. My uh, second born was just six months old. So I did take some time off first and got used to, you know, living in, in California, uh, whole mom's clubs and, and those kind of things. Um, and then after about a year or so, I was like, okay, that, that was nice. It's definitely a great place to raise children because you're always outside. But I needed something more. I needed something, you know, kind of that inspired me in terms of more, you know, the professional era. So that's how I got the idea to start my own business. And that's kind of how I slid into the whole social media thing. And LinkedIn kind of uh, really became uh, a topic or more of a topic when we moved back to Switzerland. Because in Switzerland in 2010, <laughs> I don't know if you were already here, Kelly, it was still Stone Age. Like people were like, you know, maybe on Facebook, but not not even land even for business and so linkedin was kind of the only thing that um, really had an interest especially in my uh, domain where uh, i'm more into the b2b and so that's kind of how i said well if i'm going to do any kind of social media then it's going to be linkedin uh, so that's kind of how I started with uh, being on LinkedIn. And I don't know if you uh, mentioned that in the intro as well, but I also have this other business that's related to introverted entrepreneurs. And so uh, I started that just last year, so that, that's something recent. But when somebody asked me recently about LinkedIn and why LinkedIn, it's so sterile, and why would you prefer that to Facebook? I realized, wow, I think it actually has to do with the fact that I'm introverted because I don't like small talk and on Facebook, it's a lot of kind of like, you know, small talk and schmoozing and, and, and all these, I would have to share a lot more things of my personal life. And on LinkedIn, I just go there and I know it's business related. So I just realized that recently that I think that also has to do with the fact that I'm introverted and that kind of suits my personality. 
so yeah, in a nutshell, that that's me. I have two kids. They're now 10 and 13. And uh, as, as you, I'm based in Switzerland, and I love to work with people from all over the world. Yeah, well, thank you, Sarah, the, for the, the story. It's There's a couple of things, you know, I, I so can relate. Uh, well, you say that you live in California 2006 to 10. Literally, we were neighbor <laughs> because, because I was living in Las Vegas. Right. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, we, 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 we kind of crossed a couple of years. And uh, uh, about the LinkedIn, it's so true, isn't it? It's uh, sometimes I found myself also have a, have a bit difficulty uh, in the Facebook, kind of like, should I share this? Shouldn't I share this? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, but in LinkedIn, it, it's more straightforward. Yeah. And, uh, and I found that many of my clients is same because many of my clients, they were like, uh, they either still are or they were former, uh, corporate executives. Mm -hmm. So linking is what they know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. they, and then they feel comfortable with. So yeah. since we're on that topic, can you share with us for like a small business owner or the solo entrepreneur, uh, why should we pay attention to linking? Because mm. people still think linking. Okay, so I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not finding, I'm not finding jobs. So, how do mm. I use it and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, people still think it's the place to be when they search for a job. But what I explain my, to my clients is that it's no longer just that. It's now really a platform uh, to find ways to grow your business, whether that is just information or whether that is new contacts, JV partners, service providers. It's a platform for business that has to do with people, but it also has to do a lot more now with content. So that's uh, maybe the first reason. The second reason we already touched upon is, is the fact that uh, they're just in a business mindset, people on LinkedIn, compared to Facebook, where we all know there's a mix of things. Yes, there's business things now, but there's a lot of leisure things still as well. So, you know, get a massage, get a toenails painted and, and any kind of um, information that has to do with you as a person, not only professionally, but generally speaking. Um, same thing, of, of course, with Instagram and, and, uh, and all the visual uh, platforms. So LinkedIn is really just purely business related, or let's say it's kind of evolving now too, but let's just say 90% is business related. Uh, then the third reason is the fact that uh, people on LinkedIn have a higher income in comparison to people on, on Facebook or, or Twitter. So if you are looking for people who can pay your services, well, LinkedIn is a good place to look. Often that what I explain to uh, my clients is that the uh, the sales cycle on LinkedIn is much, much shorter than it is on Facebook or Twitter or any of the other platforms, because we, we kind of sidestep the whole, you know, schmoozing and, 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 and small talk thing. We both know that we're in here for business. Uh, most most of the time we we know that the other person makes money unless it's a job seeker. But then that's not the person that would want you to to hire you for your services so we both we know that we're on here for business reasons and so the the, the step from connection to a message hey i liked what i saw uh, on your profile i need help with that what you're offering is much quicker than on facebook because on facebook well the profile is not as complete and also it's this it's this different mindset it's not just business it's more it's supposed to be more social mm. so that's um, kind of the differences and that's why i think people 
especially sounds like your audience uh, should be on, on LinkedIn also for, for business owners. So Sarah, since you touched about sales cycle, uh, I hope I don't put you on spot that maybe can you give us just, I'm sure of course the sales cycle can be different for different industry, but let's say if you just maybe give us an example of an average one mm -hmm. in the linking, what would that look like a sales cycle? Mm -hmm. Okay, so so obviously what we're trying to do here, you've heard this buzzword before, is the social selling, right? So we're not trying to connect with people and then immediately after send them a message, hey, I'm selling, uh, uh, you know, Oriental carpets. Do you want to buy one? That's not the goal of of of, of our being on on LinkedIn. But for me, a sales cycle where I know LinkedIn works is an example I can give you that just happened uh, last week. I connected with someone new. The person has obviously looked at my profile. I can see that this person has looked at my profile. I looked at his profile. He was a director of a company. And so I accepted the invitation and then I followed up with a thank you message, not selling anything, just in my signature has, it had my uh, website link. He immediately replied, you know, I had a look at your profile. I went over to your website. I need what you have to offer. Can we talk? So the whole goal on LinkedIn is always to take it off LinkedIn. It's not to, you know, go back and forth and it's, it's to get to the phone call or, the, or to the Skype conversation. So that's obviously that doesn't happen every day. I'm not going to lie to you, to you, but that's that's the goal is to have a, such a good profile that immediately you get the sale just by connecting with someone, because this person might have actually looked for someone like you, right? If you're, for example, if you're an exec executive coach, well, this, somebody might have actually put in the search bar in LinkedIn for executive coach. They look at your profile. Well, shame on you if you're not connecting with them because they looked for someone like you who has to offer what you offer and you just missed out on that sales conversation. Mm. That's, that's such a great uh, example. I know it's simple. It's just like you said, it doesn't happen every single day. Well, it would be nice, but, uh, uh, but that is a whole, really a whole lot more straightforward compared with Facebook and other social media. So I'm sure now some audience that are listening is thought, okay, that's kind of that aha moment of that mean, what did Sarah just say? She say, because you reply with a message and with the link, uh, you know, of your uh, website, everything. So that come to the couple of things. One, that your LinkedIn profile better look good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know this is kind of state obvious, but, but yeah, the LinkedIn profile have to, when we say look good, meaning that, uh, I'm sure that, you know, Sarah can teach us a lot. By the way, good news though, people, Sarah prepared a free resource for us. It's called 10 ingredient recipe for linking success. Absolutely free. You just have to go to today's show notes. Okay. So that's just a side note. Um, so Sarah, maybe let's take this opportunity. Give us some pointer about what our linking profile should have or mm. shouldn't have yeah. you know, some common mistake or anything like that. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll start with the fact that probably 99% of all LinkedIn profiles of business owners are reading like a CV or a resume. So they are addressed to a potential recruiter rather than being addressed to a potential client. Ooh. 
and that's okay. a that's a big there's a big difference between the two, right? Now a word from our sponsor, Lead Pages. Lead Pages generates leads and sales for your business on the web in emails via text messaging and on social media. It's one of my favorite tools because it has saved me and my clients a lot of time and money every single year. The drag and drop templates allow you to set up a proper trackable campaign in no time. And the newest feature called Checkout, it enables you to collect payment right from your lead pages with Stripe account. It's a no-brainer. You can join the 14-day free trial at kellybarder.com forward slash leadpages. Now, back to the show. The main difference being that a profile that talks to your client talks about the present. A profile that talks to the recruiter talks about the past because the recruiter, what is he interested in is what have you done in the past? Where the client, he doesn't care what you've done 10 years ago. He, know, he needs to know what you're doing today and how you can help them. So that's the, the biggest mistake I, I see on LinkedIn profiles. They read like a boring CV and no wonder everybody thinks LinkedIn is so boring and sterile because, because it is. If you, don't, if you don't use it to your advantage and use it only the way LinkedIn has you know, kind of meant for it to be uh, uh, in, in the initial stages, which is a CV, then it is very boring. But they do give you the tools to make it more interesting. And so to make it more interesting, you need to talk about the present. So you need to, for example, use the summary section. And again, summary is kind of a, a bad choice for for this the, the word for the section because people think, oh, summary, okay, I have to summarize in two lines my career. No, you know, that's boring because people, again, don't want to know what you did in the past. They want to know what you do today. And so the summary actually gives us 2,000 characters to describe what it is we do today, who we work with, who, who our clients are, and all of that. So, so that, I would say, is the, the main thing. Write about the present. Don't start with, I attended this and this university, and I got this and this title. People don't really care about that. It's not like if I want to work with you, I'm going to ask the first thing, where did you study, right? People don't really care about that as an entrepreneur. So it's really important to, to really make sure that your profile talks about what it is you're doing now. So that's the, the, the main thing. Then obviously the, the obvious things like your picture, it's not Facebook, so you can't have a picture from you at the beach. So you need to kind of have something more professional. Oh, come on, Sarah. <laughs> It's actually quite hilarious what kind of pictures you see on LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah, it, it's still it, it's not that sterile, but it's still more professional than than Facebook. Let's say it, it's your first kind of um, impression that people get from you. Right. Uh, so the picture and um, yeah, we talked just offline. We talked about visual aspects. So I often compare the LinkedIn profile of an entrepreneur to a mini website that's supposed to bring traffic to your maxi website, okay? And so a mini website has more than just text, it also has visuals. So of course you have your profile picture, but then uh, you have also a background image that you can upload where you can really use your branding. You have, um, we mentioned SlideShare in the, before the call, so that's, you can import um, presentations, PowerPoint presentations that you uploaded to SlideShare. You can add YouTube videos. So you can add all kind of rich media to your profile. 
always with the goal to give as much information as possible uh, to the prospect or to the person visiting your profile. Yeah. Well, I love it, especially the first point that, yeah, it's for the present, not for the past, right? And and the picture, I yeah, I I was shaking head because, you know, sometimes you go to when I you know work with client and you go to their picture and then exactly there's some photo maybe it's not on the beach but something similar, <laughs> yeah. 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 you know, yeah. So so Sarah, another uh frequent asked question, it's about the article in the LinkedIn. Right. Uh, some of my clients or audience, they often ask. So, Kelly, there are different discussion about this. So, am I allowed to put my blog post from my website to the linking, or, or we should do other way? Mm. And uh, so, Sarah, can you uh, share with us your thoughts? Yeah. So when LinkedIn first came out with this uh, publisher or LinkedIn Pulse. Um, there was a big discussion among SEO specialists because obviously it's in a way duplicate content on the web. And, and in the end, they all came to the conclusion that it's actually okay because it's still your content as long as you publish first on the blog. So you always want to first publish on the blog before you publish on LinkedIn. And, and then it's okay to republish on LinkedIn because you do that because obviously LinkedIn has a higher authority, higher ranking. So by default, probably the link to your LinkedIn Pulse article will be featured above your blog article. But you still let Google know that you own this article because you first publish it on your blog. So I actually say it's okay to publish, um, to republish your content on LinkedIn. Obviously, I wouldn't probably you know, publish it on your blog and then the next day publish it on, on LinkedIn because then, you know, you can't, because you're also, of course, want to share whatever you published on your blog with your LinkedIn audience. Mm. And so you don't want to cross these two opportunities to share. So what I do, I, I share older blog posts. So let's say I start, you know, six months ago or seven months ago and share these with my LinkedIn audience because Either they haven't seen it or they might not remember that they already seen that on my blog. So it's totally OK to do that. And if you have longer articles, then maybe you want to just have part of the article and then say, read the rest of my blog. Even though I don't like the examples where they just have one paragraph and then, you know, there's a link, read more on, on my blog. Uh, most of the time, the, the LinkedIn audience, they don't want to go somewhere else. They want to stay on LinkedIn. Okay, so um, it's it's a better practice to kind of maybe shorten it a bit and 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 just say at the bottom this has previously been published on my blog. Read further articles, for example, you could do that. Or if you really want to cut it, um, at least have you know at least half of the content and then say read the rest of my blog. Right. Or yeah. give a strong incentive. Yeah, exactly. That maybe in the end of the article, say hey, if you like this. Uh, actually, for more, go there or say, if you like this, I prepare a cheat sheet or whatever exactly. workbook yeah. for you, then that you maybe can able to guide them to for yeah. the lead generation purpose there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, Sarah, if I um, ask you, say, you know, uh, because LinkedIn recently changed quite a bit. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you see this change? It's, you know, the, you know, because the 
kind of the layout they change and the the, the look and feel change. Uh, what are your thoughts on that compared mm-hmm. with the last one? Mm-hmm. Um. Mixed, mixed thoughts, mixed feelings, as always. I think it's just human to kind of first resist change and think, oh, it was much better before. And so I, I kind of stay away from maybe kind of what, what my colleagues tend to do, other LinkedIn trainers, they, you know, have all these articles. Oh, this is bad and this is bad and this is bad. Of course, we could, you know, find all tons of bad things that are worse now. But I think it's much better just in general in life to focus on the good things and, and what is actually good in this change. And I think there's a, god, a lot of good things in the change in terms of the profile. It does look more modern. Uh, LinkedIn has always been a company that is not, you know, they're, they're not Facebook. They, they don't, they still don't kind of get the, the, the social stuff. Mm-hmm. They're trying very hard, but they're just not as, it's not as, natural to them as it is to Facebook. That being said, we can use it for free, you know? So why are we always complaining? Why are we always finding things that are not working where we should just focus on the things that are working? So I think in general, the, the new profile looks looks very much more modern than it used to before. Obviously there's things that I don't appreciate so much, but in general, I think it's a good change. Yeah, exactly. The very last question for you, Sarah, about linking is this. Uh, Free or pay account, right? Mm, People yeah. love to ask this one. Uh, I think the paid option you can have, like at least for toward to the job seeker, or one's for sales, right? And the mm-hmm. other is more for HRD for human yeah. resource people. Yeah. So, well, what what's your thought for let's say small business owners that, uh, what's the really the biggest benefits that when between the free and pay? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so there's a there's a, an account for job seekers. There's one that's just called business. And then there's the sales navigator. So the business account, which is about $50 or so per month, would be the one that small business owners might be interested in. Okay. Um, I always tell my clients to first figure out what's available with the free account. Mm. Because most people who have the paid account but they think that by paying, LinkedIn will give them more or will, they'll get more out of it where it doesn't work like that. You have to put in more and you can use it more. There's less limitations. There's more options. But if you don't know even how to use the free options, you're not going to get more out of the paid options because you just don't know how to use it. OK, so I would I always recommend most of my clients, they use the free account. And then once they get really good at using the search filters and, and searching for prospects and, you know, building their network, that's when I say, OK, I think now if you're really going to be serious and, and do all this lead generation, then you could probably upgrade to lead um, sales navigator. But before the free account for, for business owners is, is just fine. We, you'd, better, you'd be better off investing in some training rather than spending, uh, you know, 50 bucks per month on a, on a premium, not really knowing what to use it for. Mm. Yeah. So uh, maybe can you tell us, Mami, one, one to three things, the different feature between the paid and yeah. the free? Yeah. So with the paid account, you, for example, you get to see the unlimited, his, unlimited history of who's visited your LinkedIn profile. With the free account, you only see the five last uh, visitors. Oh, okay. So if you have the free account, what I tell my clients, well, just be more regular. Come in once per day and you'll see the five last visitors. Once you start to get much more than five views per day, then it becomes worth 
paying for it. But until that, you'll still only see the last five. So that's one uh, of the differences. The other um, uh, premium account feature is that you get unlimited search. So that becomes interesting if you're going to be using LinkedIn for searching for prospects on a regular basis. So probably most people have already used LinkedIn once or twice for searching for a name, mm -hmm. right? You search for somebody's profile and you find their profile. Well, LinkedIn can be used for lead generation in order to not search for names, but search for prospects. So meaning that if my, if my target audience uh, are coaches, executive coaches, for example, well, I can enter the search executive coach and LinkedIn will give me a, a list of pro, um, yeah, profiles or potential prospects that I can then reach out and connect to. So that's how the recruiters use LinkedIn to find candidates. And so you can do that as a business owner also to find prospects. And so that search is limited if you have the free account and it's unlimited if you have the paid account. Oh, okay. 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 So people, now you know, uh, better really learn, just Sarah said that if necessary. Okay. First of all, get that 10 ingredient recipe first and start from there. Really understand how you can uh, get your uh, current linking account the most out of it first, and then then can consider about the pay account as well. Yeah. Well, Sarah, the very last question is just for fun here. Uh, in this podcast, because we interview a lot of experts, influencers, and then we want the people know you guys are just human. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so um, I'm just teasing here that uh, through this interesting journey from, you know, for you, uh, from, you know, cross continents and relocations, is any moments that you feel is fun or funny or embarrassed, uh, that kind of moments in this journey? <laughs> I think there's there's tons of those moments and and, and yeah definitely I, I think um, probably the most interesting one maybe yeah I could laugh about it now but maybe at the, the during the time it wasn't that fun is when I realized that I came back from California and had to really wake up and realize in Switzerland, social media is just not happening yet in 2010. And so here I was trying to offer all these, uh, you know, services for social media strategy and, and nobody was interested. So that was a big, um, learning curve and, and also, um, you know, kind of moment where I had to pivot, uh, my business completely and reconstruct my, my model. So, uh, yeah, not exactly funny. I, I hadn't really thought of a funny moment, but, but that's kind of, one of my learning moments. And I think it's interesting as an entrepreneur to realize that, that, you know, yeah, we, we might fall on your feet, but we have to get back up and just come up with another solution. And, and I'm sure that's happened to you and ha has happened to everybody probably in the audience. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's a part of the, as you say, now when you look back, we always think about the fun or, or funny, but, uh, it's one part of the journey. And, uh, um, uh, well, I think there's a saying, say, you know, it's it's okay to fall as long as you know how to get up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sarah, we cannot thank you enough uh, so much for today's uh, episode. And uh, we have learned so much about linking. And well, we cannot wait. Somehow you and me, we need to get that in-person coffee going for once. Exactly. Yes. We said that uh, when we connected before and it hasn't happened yet, but there's still hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Sarah.
Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for having me. If you are like me, after listening to this episode, the very first things I cannot wait to do is, yes, fix my LinkedIn profile. Sarah and I have prepared not just one but two free resources to help you do just that. One is the ten ingredient recipe for linking success, and the second one is the five best kept secrets to get clients on linking. You can grab these two gifts at kellyballer.com/slash-zero-three-seven. Again, that is. Katieballer.com forward slash zero three seven. Here is what's coming up in the next episode with Eric Fisher, the host of the Beyond the To Do List podcast and the social media manager for the well-known Social Media Examiner. He shows us how not to lose freedom, the very thing we became entrepreneurs to start with. And I think what we lose often by not having organization or productivity is that freedom because we feel like we are then a slave to our laptops and our phones, and we don't have time to do the things that we want to do that we got into it to do in the first place. Did you know you can listen to our show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much everywhere? That means if you use Alexa from Amazon at home, you can also give the command to play our show. Pretty cool, right? Please do subscribe and review at kellyballer.com/review. It helps more people can find the show. My team and I will really appreciate it. Did you know you can listen to our show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much everywhere? That means if you have Alexa from Amazon at home, you can also give the command to play our show. Pretty cool, right? Please do subscribe and review at kellyballer.com/review. It helps more people can find the show. My team and I really appreciate it. For all the goodies and today's show notes, visit kellyballer.com/037. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Godly MBA podcast. For more actionable marketing tips and strategies, and today's show notes, visit www.kellybotter.com.